This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today, we continue with a series based on the 23rd Psalm called Living in the Goodness of God. In these lessons, you'll discover that God is good all the time, even in life's most difficult circumstances. And you'll experience the hope and favor that spring from God's divine goodness. In a few moments, we're going to tell you about a very special resource called the Living in the Goodness of God Guided Experience Book. This Bible study tool will help you fully trust the goodness of God and experience God's favor in every area of your life. Find out more by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word DAILY to 800-600-5004 while you listen to today's message. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with the final part of a message called From Overwhelmed to Overflowing. Let me ask a real serious question. You want to be healthy? You want to live longer? Look at the next verse. Proverbs 14:30. The Bible says, "It's healthy to be content, but envy will eat you up." And the more you go out there and you look at what other people are doing, the more envious you get, the more jealous you get, and the more resentful you get. He said, "It will eat you up." Ecclesiastes 4:6. "It's better to be content with what you have than to always be struggling for moral more. That's like chasing the wind. You know, in the New Testament, Paul says, I've learned to be content. It has to be learned. You see, by nature, I'm not a naturally contented person. Neither are you. By nature, you are not a naturally contented woman. You're not a naturally contented man. By nature, you are naturally discontented. And that creates a lot of overwhelmingness in your life. But if you listen and do what God says, you learn to be content, that's a good thing. You see, all those negative things that stress you out, Worry, jealousy, resentment, anger, fear, insecurity, feeling unloved, feeling unworthy, feeling ashamed, feeling guilty, all those different things. Guess what? They're all learned. Now, anything you can learn, you can unlearn. And the stuff you need to learn, like learn to be content, is what life's all about. Learn to be unselfish. Learn to be grateful. Learn to connect to God every day of your life. He said, that's gonna help you learn contentment. Get your eyes off other people. You know, the richest people in the world, I I know a lot of people who are very rich. I probably know a dozen or so billionaires. And they would tell you themselves that there is no amount that will bring you at happiness because you always want just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. And the, the, the wealthiest person in the world is not the one with the most money. The wealthiest person in the world is the one who's most contented with what they've got. Because you can have a ton of money and still be miserable. God says, I want you to stop griping and start being grateful. And I want you to stop comparing and start being contented. And then there's one more. This one's the hardest of all. Stop being stingy and start being generous. If you want to move from the overwhelmed lifestyle, I can't tell you how important this key is in your life. If you want to move from being overwhelmed all the time to being overflowing all the time, you must move from being stingy to being generous. I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about your time, 
generous with your energy, generous with your compliments. Stinginess is evidence of a shortage mentality. Stinginess is evidence of a shortage mindset. I only have enough, and, I, and if, if I give it away, I'm not gonna have enough for me. That's a shortage mentality. It means you don't trust the goodness of God. When you say, I can't afford to tithe, I can't afford to be generous with the guy on the street, I can't afford to, to give money away to other people, I need it all for me. You don't understand how the universe operates. Because God wired a universal law into the universe, and it's this. The more you give away, the more you're gonna get. And God wired the universe in that way that the more you give, the more you get. He did that because he wants you to become like him. God is a giver. The most generous being of all is God. Everything we have is a gift of God's generosity. And God wants you to learn to be like him, like father, like son, like father, like daughter. God so loved the world that he gave. Now you can give without loving, but you cannot love without getting. This really upsets some people. When you hit the stingy nerve in them, it just irritates them because they don't understand the universe is the more generous I am, the more God is gonna bless me in every single area of life. You're gonna overflow. When I'm afraid to give away, it means I'm living a shortage mentality. I'm not living a surplus mentality. It's like, well, if I, if I give away my piece of the pie, then, I, then you get more. No, that's not what it's about at all. Look at what the Bible says. 2 Corinthians chapter nine. Remember this. A stingy planter will only reap a small crop. You know, I grow vegetables. I'm a farmer. Last year I grew 56 kinds of vegetables and 18 kinds of fruit. Now how about if I got a package of tomato seeds, I got a, well, I got 200 seeds, I'm only gonna plant one seed. Because I better, I better hold on to these, I might lose them. The only way I'm gonna benefit from these, I'll lose them if they keep them seed, they'll just die. But if I plant them in the ground, I'm gonna get far more back than I planted. You plant one kernel of corn, do you get back one kernel? No, you get back stalks of corn with thousands of kernels on them. You always get back more than you put out. He says, remember this, a stingy planter will only reap a small crop, but anyone who sows generously will also reap generously. So, each of you should give serious consideration to what you wanna give God. He says, don't ever give emotionally. He says, think about it, be rational. Give serious consideration what you wanna give God, not reluctantly or under pressure, for God loves a cheerful giver. Now, you've heard me say this many times, never give under pressure. If anybody ever pressures you to give, don't give, because you don't get any credit for it. If you felt pressured for me, don't give, because you don't get any credit for it. God loves a cheerful giver, you only get it when you, God doesn't need my money. God doesn't need your money. He's, got, he's, the, he's the source of all the supply. He wants what it represents, your heart. Do you trust him? Do you have a shortage mentality or do you have a surplus mentality? Do I think, if I give away anything I've got, my energy, my time, if I give away compliments, maybe I won't get complimented. He says, you can be sure, here's the promise, that God is able to bless you with all grace so that in all things, at all times, you will always have all you need and you'll also overflow, that's the overflowing life, 
so that you can give to every good work. Good night, that's like seven alls. Let's circle them, okay? This is, this is a pretty cut and dried promise from God. Notice he says, God is able to bless you with all his grace, circle that, all his grace. So that in all things, circle that, at all times, circle that, you will always, circle that, have all you need, circle that, You'll also overflow, that's circle that, so that you can give to every good work, circle that. That's a pretty amazing promise. He said, if you'll learn to be generous with your time, if you'll learn to be generous with your money, that's the acid test of do you trust God? Do you have a shortage mentality or surplus mentality? Most of you know Kay and my testimony on this. 42 years ago when Kay and I got married, we started tithing. Uh, tithe means 10%. God says the first 10% goes back to God. So we, when we were just really young, 42 years ago, we started giving 10%. I was only making like $200 a week. I was in school. And uh, so if we made $200, 20 bucks went to God. If we made $1,000, 100 bucks went to God. We said we may be in debt to other people. We're not gonna be in debt to God. Okay, because we trust him. He's, gonna, he's our source, not us. He's not, we're not the faucet. He, he's the source. And at the end of our first year of marriage, we raised our giving to 11%. Nobody told us to do this. Doesn't even say in the Bible to do it. We just wanted to do it to be more generous. Second year of marriage, we raised our giving to 12%. Third year, we raised it to 13%. Now, we, we weren't bragging on this. We never told anybody about it for 30 years. and We weren't trying to show off. We just, I wanted to grow in generosity. Every time I give, it breaks the grip of materialism in my life. The antidote to get, 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 get is give, 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 get. Every time I give, my heart grows bigger. Every time I give, I become more loving. Every time I give, I become more like Jesus. And so every year, we just raise our giving. Now, some years I'm out of work or I'm in graduate school, the cupboard is bare. We'd still raise our giving, quarter of a percent because we wanted to be more generous the next year than we were the previous. Some years we've had a landfall, I'd get a job or get a raise or have a royalty or something and we'd raise our giving sometimes three or 4%. And I can't tell you what a joy that is. I don't take a salary from this church, you know that. I've served this church for free for, for 38 years. But I've trusted God and I've played this game with God for 38 years where God, or 42 years where God says, Rick, you give to me and I'll give to you and we'll see who wins. <laughs> and I've lost that game for 42 years. You cannot outgive God. I remember one time uh, Kay and I took Matthew, you know, our son who had the mental health issues, took him up to Pasadena for counseling to a doctor and Okay, said, I'll go in with a doctor. And I said, well, I'm, I'm just gonna go get something to eat. So it's downtown Pasadena. And I walked to a little burger shack and I got a burger and some fries, something to drink. And I went over and I, I sat down on the steps of a, an old church, a church downtown right, on, right off Colorado Boulevard. And I'm just sitting there on the steps starting to eat my lunch. And all of a sudden I turn around and I realize there are three homeless people sitting on these same steps. So I look around and go, hey, would you guys like to share my lunch? What am I doing? I'm just trying to be generous. It's a simple thing. You guys want to share my lunch? Yeah. So I took my lunch and I divided into four, the burger into four pieces and handed them there. And 
handed each one an equal number of fries. I did not share my drink. <laughs> but I shared all of that, and we had a good time. We just told a bunch of jokes, had a good time talking, having fun. And about 30 minutes later, I got up ready to leave, and I started walking away. One of the guy goes, I know who you are. And I go, <laughs> how do you know who I am? He goes, you're Pastor Rick. I said, how do you know who I am? He said, because five years ago, on the other side of town, in Santa Monica, about 45, 50 minutes from here, he said, I was sitting outside a taco joint at midnight. And you were up at UCLA visiting somebody in the hospital, and you'd gone out to get some meals, and you, you stopped, and as you got out of the car, you saw me sitting there by myself, kind of huddled, and you go, hey, can I buy you lunch? Can I buy you dinner? And you brought me in, a total stranger, and bought me food and drink. He says, I've never forgotten that. Now, what's the likelihood of me meeting the same homeless guy five years later, 50 minutes away, on the other side of L.A.? As I walked away, I said, God, what are you doing here? He goes, I just want you to know, I notice. I notice the little stuff. And the more generous you are, the more I'm going to be generous with you. Have you ever wondered why you don't have enough? Do you remember the story of Daniel? We studied Daniel for about 12 weeks when God took the nation of Israel and they were taken captive in Babylon for 70 years. And then later God said, you can go back home. But he said this, here's the key. I want you to put me first in your time, in your life, in your money, in your day. And he goes, when you go back home, just to prove it, the first thing I want you to do is I want you to rebuild the temple, which was destroyed which is a symbol that worship comes first. God comes first in my life. And all those people went back home to, uh, to Israel, and you know what they did? They forgot it. And they didn't put God first. They didn't build a temple. And there's a whole book in the Bible about this, mixed priorities. God says, if you put me first, I'll bless you. It's called the book of Haggai. Look up here on the screen. Here's what Haggai said. You know, you spend a lot of money, but you don't have much to show for it. You got food, but you don't have enough to fill you up. You have drink, but not enough to satisfy your thirst. You have clothes, but not enough to stay warm. You earn money, but it disappears as fast as if you had holes in your pocket. He said, in the income that you bring home, it just gets blown away. Consider, have you considered why this is happening? Because you're too busy building your own fine house that you haven't built my temple, the house of worship. And that's why I'm withholding your blessing. Whoa. We'll just let that one set there. Okay, could this be the reason that, I don't that I'm overwhelmed instead of overflowing? That I don't have enough? You ever read God's challenge verse of the Bible? I call it the Pepsi challenge verse. Look at this verse, Malachi 3.10. He says, bring your full tide to my storehouse so there will be food in my house. He's talking about where you worship. Test me in this. He says, I dare you, I dare you. Test me in this, says the Lord, and see if I won't open up for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing until it, read the word with me, overflows. That's the overflowing life. He says, I, I dare you, put me first in your time, see if I don't bless your time. Put me first in your relationships, see if I don't bless that. Put me first in your money, see if I don't bless that. Whatever you want God to bless, you put him first in. You trust Jesus. He said, well, I trust him to get me to heaven. Do you trust him for anything else? How much? We'll close with this verse here on the screen. 
Jesus says this. Words of Jesus. If you give, you will receive back. Your gift will be returned to you in full measure. Packed down. Shaken together. It's like when you're shaking a thing to get all the air out of it. Shaken to make room for more. And running over. That phrase right there, running over, it's the same phrase as David in the Lord's, in the Psalm 23. My cup runs over. It's the overflowing life. How do you get that life? He just says it. Whatever measure you use in giving, large or small, it'll be used to measure whatever is given back to you. And finally, Jesus says this on the screen, Matthew 9, 29. According to your faith, it will be done to you. Let's bow our heads. Are you tired of being overwhelmed? Have you had a shortage mindset? And I won't have enough time. I won't have enough money. I won't have enough energy. I won't have enough contacts. Let me ask you, what are you lacking? What do you need more of? More time? More money? More energy? More knowledge? More opportunity? I want to challenge you to commit to the four daily habits of an overflowing life. Would you say right now, dear God... I will connect with you every day. I'm gonna be like the vine and the branch. I wanna bear fruit. I gotta stay connected. I gotta spend time with Jesus every day through prayer and meditation. There's not gonna be a day of my life that I don't spend some time with you. How can I have a relationship to God if I never spend any time with him? You say, I will connect. That's, I will do that habit of daily connecting with God. You have a class on it, class 201. Will you say, I'm gonna stop complaining and start being more grateful every day. Say, God, I, I, I wanna start every day with a list of 10, 12, 15 things. I just get up and start by being grateful, not grumpy. Grateful, not griping. Grateful, not complaining. And then say, God, I, I wanna develop this habit of stop comparing myself and start being contented. Stop comparing Start being contented every day. Stop living my life for the approval of others, whether in the neighborhood, at school, or on the internet. Help me to be me, not somebody else. And God, I'm gonna stop being stingy and start being generous every day. Generous with my words of praise. Generous with my time. Generous with my talent. Generous with my my treasure, generous in every area of my life. Maybe you need to say, I need to start tithing, Lord, just to trust you and your goodness. If you've never opened your life to Christ, say, Jesus Christ, I want to learn to trust you. I'm tired of living an overwhelmed life. I want to live an overflowing life. Help me to do it your way because you are a good God and you want what's best for me. And I pray this in your name, amen. Hi, this is Pastor Rick. If you just prayed to accept Jesus Christ into your heart, congratulations. You're now my brother or sister in the Lord, and you need to tell somebody, and why don't you tell me? Write to me, rick at pastorrick.com. Just email me, rick at pastorrick.com, and tell me your story. I would love to read it. And by the way, I'll send you some free material to help you start in your new journey with the Lord. God bless you. 
This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We are so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. Now, if you'd like to receive Rick's free daily devotional, go to PastorRick.com and sign up right now. You'll get hope and encouragement from Pastor Rick delivered to your inbox every day. Rick will be back to close out our time today. But first, is God always good? What about during times of pain and suffering? Even during difficult times, God wants to comfort you. He wants you to rest in His promises. That's why Pastor Rick created the Living in the Goodness of God Guided Experience Bible Study Book. In this one-of-a-kind spiritual growth tool, you'll dig deep into Psalm 23, experiencing God's unrelenting love for you, and discovering why this passage can become the foundation for your faith. You'll learn to trust the goodness of God in every area of your life. Throughout this study, Pastor Rick will show you how to revolutionize your life and your relationships. Rest and recharge your body and mind. Create a habit of worship instead of worry. Practice loving God and others well. Use your time for the things that matter most and stop comparing and start being content. As you go through this guided experience, you'll practice meditating on God's Word, and as you do, your focus will shift from your fears to your Father, and you'll move from feeling overwhelmed to overflowing. The Living in the Goodness of God Guided Experience Bible Study has a vegan leather cover and is packed with 288 pages full of scripture, Bible teaching, exercises, inspiring photos, and artwork. This spiritual growth resource is yours today when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take the Word of God to people around the world. Just go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this amazing resource. Or you can just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Thanks so much for your support. There are only two days left to get this great resource, so contact us today. Here's Pastor Rick with a closing thought. If you've been blessed by this message today, here's what I want you to do. Share it. Tell somebody about it. Now, there's a lot of great ways you can share Daily Hope. One of the easiest is by posting it on social media, on Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn or Instagram. But you'll find a share button today next to the message on my website, PastorRick.com. Don't keep the good news to yourself. It's too good to keep to ourselves. We've got to pass it on to others. Thanks for listening today, and join me next time as we continue to look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.